We are live and we are ready. Screen Heat Miami. We got yeah. a big one. We got a big to go. one today. We landed the big fish of Miami. Another one. Another one, son. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and no, we don't we do, we don't have DJ Khaled today, but we do have Oscar-nominated film actor, television star, acting master coach Adriana Barassi. Uh, dropped it. She gave a master class. Mm. A masterclass. Absolutely. And, you know, before we did this episode, I told you I'm in love with her. I mean, I'm in love with her career. And after doing the podcast, I fell even more deeply in love. (laughs) Well, she's married, but I'm sure we can still put in the good word. (laughs) (laughs) We have to figure this out. I'm married too. I don't know. We got to figure it out. But But, uh, yeah, she's, she's phenomenal. Yeah, but but certainly everything from, you know, um, Amores Peros, to you know Bible to now right. you know I'm watching Penny Dreadful which is on yeah. Showtime and she commands the screen in both overt and in you know subvert ways that you know just lights you on fire on the inside mm. and after I this agree. podcast now I know why <laughs> yeah she there's a certain charm to her even when she's just obviously chatting with us you know talking shop uh, that's very, you know, I can see why so many filmmakers and great directors uh, from Iñárritu to Sly, you know, to the creator of, of Penny Dreadful, all were just kind of drawn to her uh, and her persona and how, you know, I, I don't want to give any spoilers. You have to listen to this interview coming up in about 10 minutes, but it is, uh, it's really, really, really powerful what she's able to do as, as a performer. Yeah. Yeah. So um, before we jump into that, though. We have to jump into our sponsors who oh, have yeah. you know, carried us through this, uh, this lockdown. So uh, certainly we have to uh, give word to Chemical. Of course. Yes, absolutely. Chemical, their president, Joe Chi, huge supporter of ours, uh, along with the MMFM and Patty Arias, my partner uh, in that, who's also the executive director of Comical, have been huge supporters even through our shutdown period. We were able to keep churning stuff out and creating content remotely. So, you know, big shout out to them for sure. And, yeah. and uh, of course, you know, you said the MMFM, the Miami Media and Film Market, uh, was not able to play ball live this year, but certainly, you know, the digital version of the Miami Medium Film Market has been enthralling. So you got to give the shout out to the Miami Medium Film Market, um, Kajik Multimedia, Cinevision. um, Big shouts. And we're off. I'm Kevin Sharpley. I'm J.L. Martinez. And let's jump straight into it. A lot of big changes in the industry. As everyone knows, a lot of industries, because everyone has been affected by the situation and everyone's trying to evolve. I think at at the end of the day, that's what it's becoming more. You know, are we going to get back to what it was uh, or less of are we going to get back to what it was and more of what is the industry going to be? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And it's the, the state of the industry right now. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, we had mentioned, I think, you know, uh, one or two episodes ago, how, you know, LA, for example, which is, you know, what we call the hub, this is like the nucleus of the industry worldwide, uh, was allowed to restart filming officially in the state, right? June 12th, I think is what it was. Uh, but none of the major studios or networks were, were even near ready at that point. Uh, because, you know, there's a great quote in Variety, and I'll read it, uh, that I think kind of sums up the current situation in LA and really around the world when it comes to major productions is that uh, this person who wanted to remain anonymous uh, basically said that for the major film productions and a handful of premium TV shows, this pandemic was like tranquilizing an elephant. He said, basically, we are not going to be able to stand up right away. And that was uh, uh, basically basically a, a, a top film studio executive in LA saying, look, this is the kind of thing where you're moving a behemoth. And when that thing starts barreling down the track and you bring it to a halt, it's not going to stop on a dime and it's not going to ramp back up. You know, there's going to be time. So, you know, I think at least four to six weeks before first, all the unions can get their rules together. They can figure out what are the safest spots. You know, the article, as you know, mentions, you know, production, not only in LA, but around the world are the safest places to start shooting again. Yeah. You know, just to, you know, give a bright spot on this, a pocket, you know, New Zealand and Australia, they're shooting now because their coronavirus cases have New Zealand, I believe, you know, still zero. And um, Australia is, you know, very low. So they've still been shooting. There are productions that are going on. Um, they finished Children of the Corn. They shot that through the whole um, the whole uh, lockdown that we had. So they were still shooting. But um, now they're, you know, really big on, on shooting uh, uh, as far as the people that are already there. So... Right people from the industry that were already shooting um, Avatar 2, 3, and 4, I think they're shooting those at the same time. So they had already a lot of crew that was there. So if you're within New Zealand and Australia, they have a a, um, participation agreement. So you can shuffle back and forth between New Zealand and Australia, but the minute you go out, you're out. You know, you're not coming back in. So there is, you know, production that's that's moving uh, there. But here in the States, as you said, you know, they, they tried to open up or they, they are open, you know, for production last week. But from what I understand, um, you mentioned the unions, the Screen Actors Guild, IATSE, they've had to go in and shut some productions down because although a lot of the productions were adhering to protocol in certain ways, you know, how difficult is it, you know, to be the first productions that are churning and trying to meet all of these standards and requirements mm. when you're the first one out the gate. Right. You know? No, you're right. And then nobody wants to be the guinea pig when you're messing around with multi-million dollar budgets, you know, some of which go north of a hundred million. Uh, you know, that you don't want to be the first out and then get shut down again. Uh, or even for the first time when so much is at stake financially and obviously most importantly, the safety of the cast and the crew uh, and the locations yeah. of wherever you're shooting. So it's, you know, it's definitely a lot of thought that still has to go into how to safely reopen the industry from a production standpoint. Uh, but, you know, we've we've been reading about some interesting workarounds, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a writer, there's an insurance writer, but from what I understand, 150,000, because I've been on all the calls. I have to because I run a production company, you know, but there's a $150,000 insurance writer. There's another $250,000 one that adds, you know, another layer of protection. But, um, you know, and, and a lot of these productions are, you know, utilizing those, but, you know, those have to be, you know, their bigger budget productions. There right. are some independent productions, you know, and I'm not going to name any names, you know, that are shooting. Uh, I even uh, saw a friend of mine that's a big music video director, and he shot a music video for a pretty big artist. And it was very interesting the way that they shot it. And I saw some of the behind the scenes, you know, it's a bunch of lap. It's an auditorium and a bunch of lap- laptops on the stadium, on the seating. And... Mm. You know, it was all masks and gloves and, you know, you can sanitizers and all that stuff. And um, I'm not sure if that music video was out yet, but, you know, mm. once you see it, remember we said it here on Screen Heat Miami. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, there are some things going on. I serve on the, uh, the advisory board for the county, the film board for the county, and, um, you know, work very closely with our film commissioner, Sandy Leiterman. And she said that there's commercials and music videos that are shooting, you know, they're adhering to a lot of the protocols, but I can imagine, you know, when you talk about commercials, it's still millions of dollars at stake because these are big, you know, corporations that need to shoot this kind of stuff. Music videos too, because it's a big industry. So I'm, I'm sure that they're adhering to the protocols that are necessary, but they're smaller productions. So, you know, that social distancing, you know, the ability to um, utilize those protocols on smaller productions are, you know, a lot easier. Right. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, some, some other workarounds, you know, just kind of leading into that, and this is something we wanted to hit on real quick, is that uh, there's there we're going very, very far into the future. So a uh, story that you shared, I want you to talk a little more about it. AI robot cast in lead role of a $70 million sci-fi film. Yeah. Wow. So that's... Something that's unique, you know, I was uh, speaking with Dean Lyon, who is a visual effects legend. He was a visual effects supervisor on Lord of the Rings. He's the one that blew up the White House in Independence Day. He is the one that blew up the Meteor in Armageddon. Um, So he's he's a pioneer in that industry. You know, he's been instrumental in helping to create. a lot of the, not only the, uh, the effects themselves, but the hardware and software that allows a lot of that to happen. And so he did bring something up to me that was really interesting. You know, there's already been a few major, there's been a few examples in major movies and he brought up, um, Alita battle angel that came out last year. And so the main character was all CGI, you know, Hmm. So that that was an example. Um, I don't know how effective it was, you know, but she was a cybernetic character. So, you know, it kind of felt, you know, different there. And that was a Steven Spielberg movie. But he also did um, Ready Player One, which was in a virtual environment. A lot of that took place in a virtual environment. So it'll be interesting to see now both of those, you know, that veil you know, was still there because those characters weren't considered real humans, Mm. you know? In this case, from what we understand and the advance 
notice of this is that it's to be a regular human character. I don't know if $70 million to get them there. <laughs> right. right. You know, well, well, particularly since it's, you know, an AI robot. So it's going to be a physical sort of machine interacting with these actors, almost like, you know, I have to imagine it's almost like um, uh, Jim Henson, almost like puppeteering this character. I don't know how it works or if it actually operates independently, you know, because when you say AI, you know, they're even talking about bringing an acting coach, maybe they can hire Adriana to come in and teach <laughs> this AI robot how to act, how to have feelings, how to emote, how to be in the moment. Uh, so it's, it's going to be really interesting. But that can be where... a marker for the future because once this happens right. and once they kind of, you know, bust that cherry, who knows what's in store? You know, again, I started in front of the camera. I'm in right. the Screen Actors Guild, now SAG-AFTRA. Um, and so, you know, I've talked to a lot of my acting buddies and brought it up to them. And also, you know, you post on Facebook and next thing you know, it just explodes like, oh my God, you know, this is terrible, you know, and you can right. imagine, you know, also crew that, you know, once you, you know, kind of cross that threshold and the productions change, you know, then you don't it's not necessary to have, you know, a lot of those other layers. And so, you know, actors are, you know, and justifiably a little bit tepid about this because, you know, and this has been, you know, a long conversation, which is, you know, how long is it going to be until, you know, you don't necessarily um, need as many actors. And this was another conversation. If you go back and you listen to our interview with Prashant Shaw. Right. He mentioned this back then. I have to give him a call, (laughs) you know, because he did. And a lot of these, you know, early adopters and a lot of these people that um, have done these early investments in this tech, you know, this is really speeding up that process, you know? So Prashant, genius. We got to give him a shout out. Yeah, very prophetic, some of his words when when you interviewed him a while back back and and obviously something that's continuing to you know push its way into the industry now more out of necessity than anything else right because of all the covid restrictions but like you mentioned the downside of it being that maybe a lot of real life actors may not have as many opportunities now with you know less extras on set uh some of these sort of cgi characters taking on main roles or ai robots now you know there was even an article about a uh, a soap opera in LA that's going to be using blow up dolls for love scenes. So it's like, <laughs> oh, wow. I, you know, I, I, I said it off now. I wasn't joking. I think there's a side hustle here that <laughs> we need to think about how to capitalize on, on the social distancing. Hey, yeah. You got to make money some kind of way. So I'll leave it at that. But, uh, <laughs> the oldest profession in the world, you know, absolutely. So, but, so yeah, we're, we're in, a, we're in an interesting space, but uh, I think before the jump, there was one topic, one more topic we wanted to kind of get into, which is, you know, all these sort of stories that continue to come out of Netflix. And we're going to touch on a few of them during the outro, but definitely one. And it's a show that I started watching, uh, Cobra Kai, which is the follow up to the Karate Kid movies, which, uh, as some of you may know, was originally part of YouTube Red when they were moving into the original content space. And now it seems that Cobra Kai will be making the move to Netflix for season three. Netflix will also be buying out seasons one and two, which uh, basically puts an end to YouTube's run as original content creators in the, in the high end scripted world, at least. 
Oh, I didn't know that that puts them. Wow. Yeah, well, that so is a big story. Yeah, they're shutting it down, essentially. So uh, I think they they really felt like there was so much going on on what they were known for, uh, basically as the world's number two search engine, that to add a premium subscription model to that, uh, it doesn't seem like it was working out for them. Yeah. And, well, I mean, they already had a, a head start with YouTube, you know, so right. it makes me wonder, um, you know, and they had two stabs at YouTube Red. First, uh, they were um, really pushing for a lot of their biggest content creators, their biggest YouTube stars to create shows. So they created shows right. around those YouTube stars. <clears throat> I, that didn't work for them. So then, you know, they moved towards original programming, which I, I thought could work because you already have a base. And, you know, you look at a lot of these companies that, you know, added on uh, these uh, types of, um, these types of movements like Apple, you know, Apple added on Apple Plus, you know. Um, I don't want to say that AT&T added on, but, you know, they did an acquisition of Warner Media, and right. you know those are companies that you know more brick and mortar hardware companies that then added these on. Uh, Google was already in the industry of creating content because you know their purchase of, of YouTube so so long ago. You know, so that's interesting that they're shuttering the entire uh, operation. But, right. You know. Yeah, it's really the only show they had going for them, essentially, uh, that yeah. had any sort of success or notoriety. And but now it looks like it's, it is going to find a home. You know, they had built a great new fan base around the show. And, you know, a lot of folks really follow Cobra Kai. And it's it's really good. I, I started to see the first season I have to finish it. Uh, I'll probably end up watching the rest of it when it moves over to Netflix. But they're doing a big push. They've also uh, going to be, I think, starting July 1st. The first three Karate Kid movies will be on Netflix. And then sometime later in the year, you'll be able to see the first two seasons of Cobra Kai. And then I think sometime next year, a brand new season three as well. Oh, so yeah. it's going to be fun for all you karate films out there. And speaking of which, we have our very own acting Miyagi. Yes, Adiana our ninja. Barata. Yes, yes, yes. Wax so. on, wax off. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're excited about this um, this episode. I'm excited about attending her acting school here in Miami. Oh, so yeah. uh, there's a, a lot of excitement going on uh, into this tremendous interview and masterclass. So great. So let's get right into it, Adriana Barasa, and we will be back on the other side. I have to put my Spanish to the test. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get started. We are here, a very special Screen Heat Miami podcast with legendary actor, Oscar-nominated, an amazing professor of the craft as well, La Maestra Adriana Barraza. Thank you very much for that presentation. Thank you very much. Legendary. Oh, my God. It's a big, big word. But thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but well-deserved. So, you know, here at Screen Heat, we always like to start at the beginning of your personal and professional journey. So tell us a little bit more about where you're born, where you're from in Mexico. Well, I was born in Toluca, Estado de Mexico. Toluca is near to Mexico City. I think now it's 45 minutes, more or less. And it's an industrial and a little, little, little town. And, you know, when I was a little girl, I, 
I never, I never thought about, I want to be an actress or something like that. Uh, I saw the ballet Bolshoi when I was eight. And then I, I think, I thought, oh my God, I want to do that. But I cannot because, because my mother died when I was 12. And well, you know, in a, in a home with a mother, the things are really difficult for everybody. And um, well, um, but later when I was uh, 16 in my high school, is La, La Preparatoria in Mexico, it is like high school. Uh, I I have to choose uh, um, in three um, three. Um, ¿Cómo se dice? Tres um, materias forzosas obligadas. ¿Cómo diría? Uh, three obligatory. Um, how would you say? Uh, focuses activities. Yes, activities yeah. in my high school. Then was basketball. I don't like sport. Please don't. don't I say Shh, I don't like sports. Well, uh, yeah, theater and ballet. Let me guess which two you like better. <laughs> yeah, of course. I run as fast as I I, I could. Uh, well, but I, I I I'm not I'm not good in sports. When I arrived to the to the line, well, there was no place for me because it was full. Okay. Then I had basketball or theater. And I say, well, basketball, I don't like it because look, look, this, this finger is broken because I was in the high school plan with a bowl and I broken my, 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 my finger. Well, and then I say, okay, theater. Well, okay, maybe it's good. And you know, both of you and everybody, you know, when I was for the first time in my group, I remember my first exercise, my first um, a chat and my partners and my first teacher, obviously, Jose Trinidad Aguilar Ramirez. Wow. Uh, and for example, I remember uh, a wonderful exercise because my teacher told us, you have to learn this narration, narration, this, um, uh, this little, little... Um, Was it a monologue? No, it was no monologue. Es un, era un cuento. ¿Cómo a story. Se dice? A story. A, a little story. Like a short story. Like a short story. You have to, you have to uh, narrarlo. I don't know what is the... Narrate. You have to narrate the short story. Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. And then I, I did. And my teacher told me, oh my God, if you want to, if you want to go to the... Bellasarte School, a big school from uh, every kind of arts. Uh, you um, you have the place because your lecture was really really good. And suddenly, at my 16 years, I remember I feel I felt like any anything in my life because I was recognized for 
something that I made good. And I realized the whole group, um, group, I remember we was, I think, six, six persons only. And I remember I, I saw everybody and I realized, oh my God, we are similar because we are alone. We are this kind of adolescent without a lot of love in our homes. And we are here looking for the same thing. And the same thing was uh, understanding, was love, obviously, and was the fantastic um, opportunity to be another more person, you know? And then, since that day until this day, I am the stage. No, no matter if I don't have money, no matter if, if I don't have recognized for, um, for people, I remember and it's my feeling until this day, my main concern is to be in the stage because acting is my life. And then I remember a um, wonderful uh, teacher of mine, he professor of mine, he was uh, Sergio Jimenez, a Mexican, so important Mexican acting teacher. And he told us the profession, you are not looking for your profession, the profession looking for you. And I think it's real because I never thought about theater. And look at me, I'm here. Yeah. I don't know how many years are, let me, let me do that. The, the math. <laughs> the math, I think it's more than 45 years. I wow. think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's an incredibly uh, long and beautiful journey. But, you know, I think it, it is also very beautiful what you said in terms of this is something that you would do pay or no pay, yeah. job or no job, right? It's just, it's inside you and it has to come out, right? It's, it's <clears throat> like you said, it's your life. Yes. This is the reason, you know, because I never, <clears throat> not now, obviously, but um, I think about uh, 15 years, five, one, five, 15 years, mm -hmm. I never thought, oh my God, I'm good or not. Oh my God. No, I never, I never thought about that. I only made my, my thing on the stage, you know, mm. uh, well, the teachers and the directors choose me then, well, maybe I'm good. But I never thought, thought that, you know. I only, I only, I only um, enjoy the the scenery. Right. Really, it's like it reminds me of Yoda. Do or do not. There is no try. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, good. <laughs> so for you, it's it's been more about working on the craft itself. Yes. Yes. You yeah, know, until which is fascinating. Day. Yes, until <clears throat> this day. Until this uh, while. Many people right. ask me, yes, about, um, for example, uh, do you thought when you uh, was working in that 
movie, for example, Bubble, that maybe you will be nominated. And I know, no, 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 I'm sorry. I was thinking, oh my God, uh, uh, oh my God, I, I, I want to, to, be, uh, to be true. I want to be good with my accent. I want to be making my, 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 my work good. And especially this, I want my director uh, are happy with my work. And my producer who pay me are happy with my work. I think this is the main thing for me. This is the reason because I said all the time, I am a, I am a hard worker, especially because it, this is in my mind. I, then if my work have recognized, recognition, recognition, yeah. recognition, it's good. Well, very good, obviously, very good. But if not, my 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 first success for me is to do my work honestly to do my work true because it's not easy i think for me i don't know other actors but for me it's really hard to do true true and to do person no character person different oh. persons yes wow so I, I just want to talk about this. I actually started in front of the camera myself. I'm in the Screen Actors Guild. And, you know, in studying, you know, the big thing was always get your character, you know, make sure that you're in your character. But you're saying the person, get into the yeah. person. Can you, I'm jumping ahead because I was going to ask this a little <laughs> bit later. But can you talk a little bit about um, how to get into that person because you've you've created indelible characters. You know, every time you're on screen, what you said is, is true. You're honest. You are uh, that person. You, there's no, you know, you, I can't take my eyes off of the screen when, when you're on the screen because that's what you are. So can you talk a little bit about getting into that person, becoming that person? Yes. Yes, you know, um... I think I thought about this uh, since I was, uh, since I, I worked with Alejandro González Iñárritu in Amores Perros, because um, the way of work of Alejandro is so hard. Uh, for example, Alejandro can, um, can make, can put the camera in uh, many, many places, not only uh, here and here and here. No, he put the camera in many places. I think maybe, I don't know, for a sequence, maybe in, in 10 places, different places. Yeah, he has a lot of money. Yeah. Well, in Amores Perros and in Bubble. Well, I know, yeah. Well, uh, and then uh, of, uh, for this, every kind of places, Maybe you can make, I don't know, 20 takes. It's a lot. Yeah, really. And then in Amores Perros, I thought all the time, oh my God, this director hate me. <laughs> hate my work, really. Because all the time he, he told me, oh, oh, fantastic. When you walk, I, I don't know if you remember because you, you saw the last uh, last night. I saw it last night, Perros. right? I watched and it. And I have a, a scene when I I walk in um in a room and I knock the door and inside inside the room the other room 
uh, are um, Vanessa Bauche and Gael Garcia mm -hmm. um, watching the TV or something like that, no? And my character, Conchita, was really, really mad with this situation because they are um, brothers-in-law, no? And then I walk. The thing was, my thing was only walk, walk, knock the door, Gael out um, to the... Um, to the room, and I say, um, tu hermano va a venir eh, y no está bien que estés con ella. ¿Sabes o no sabes? I remember more or less the words, and that's it. Okay. I think I made this, uh, this, uh, this sequence, I don't know, yo, I think 20, 25 times because the camera was in, a, in many places and because I made a lot of takes of this. And for example, Alejandro told me, oh yeah, of course, but I want, when you walk, I want you think it's not good and you feel um, in pain, in pain in your soul. Okay, and you knock only two times, not three. Okay, and, we, and you, when you knock, you knock with angry. Ah, okay. Well, next. Okay. Cut. Next. Okay. Fantastic. But I want you change this and you put this and you. Uh, okay. Okay. Knock, knock. 20, 25, 30 times. And I thought, oh my God, uh, he does like nothing about me. Okay. And I told my, my 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 daughter because I don't I don't drive because I don't know drive I don't like drive. And my daughter all the time leave me in in my call no in my work. And then I I told my daughter, oh my God, this director gave me okay. The last day, it was the funeral of my son, and then I told my daughter, oh my God, I I don't want to be worried. I will be funny in the stage. Okay. Mm. If, if he doesn't like my work, it's okay. Well, eh. <laughs> well, <laughs> then I work and everything. We have our day, uh, works day. And at the end, I finish my work. And as you know, the director asked about a clap, 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 because the actor is uh, finished mm -hmm. in that moment. Like, no? And mm -hmm. told me, Oh my God, you are amazing because I, I can say this because everybody here, if not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about my, uh, very good about me because I don't feel good, but I can say this because everybody can hear this. Yes. And then, uh, see, so he said, Oh my God, you were always amazing because you know, I surprise all the time because I asking about you. So, uh, this kind of um, something, feelings, and you give me this and another more. And I say, oh my God, I want to see another more because I love acting. And I say, <laughs> That's oh, great. Okay. Well, mm, good for me and for you. Okay. And then when Alejandro invited me, invited me to um, a special um, screen for the movie, uh, Suddenly I say, oh my God, I can't act like this. <laughs> Why? How can I do? Wow. Okay, and then I realize, yes, because I am um, 
teacher for many years. Uh, I think maybe uh, I am a teacher 43, 40 something years. And then I realized, yes, Alejandro or moves or takes away your own um, um, your own way to to make the solutions in the stage, you know? Mm, right. Take away everything, and then you are empty, and then he put things. Like right. Wow. An em he makes you an empty yes. vessel. <laughs> yes, of course. This is the reason because it's too hard to work with him. <laughs> if you don't have a good technique, and I have a good technique, because since Amores Perros, I thought, and I, I talked with Alejandro about that, and I say, oh my God, <laughs> I didn't know I can act like this. Thank you very much. And then uh, my, my, my teacher, um, and, um, Sergio Jimenez, was making a research about this kind of no acting, please. This kind of please uh, take it, take it away, take it, take it away. Every kind of uh, pre preconcebidos, preconceived, preconceived, yeah, preconceived about your character. Hmm. And in this time, and well, amores perros to babble. I work a lot in that, in, that, in that kind of things. And I think, first of all, and this is the base of my own technique that I, um, that I uh, put in my school and for me all the time. And I thought mainly how the human being make his, their own feelings and they own their own act, uh, movements and everything. And I study a little by myself, yeah, by myself. I study a little, a little, no, a lot of kind of um, studies about um, uh, um, behavior of the human being. How can you in your mind make things and you can make the 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 minimum sound like hmm or the minimum movement like oh, yeah man. the gestures um, the human being is is too easy because uh, there is a lot of uh, teachers uh, that uh, taught us taught this kind of things you have in your mind uh, your five uh, senses. Yeah, the five, five senses. Five yeah. senses. And then you have your eyes, your ears, your tongue, your everything. Your five senses. And uh, through these five senses, you perceive the reality. Yes? And you need to remember, like human being you need to do in your mind your images your little films and this is the reason because you can i i put in my heart but it's not in my in the heart it's in the liver and it's in the <laughs> yes and it's in, in como se dice intestino intestines intestines you know this, yeah. is, this is the place when you uh, where you can make your emotions it's well 
Okay. <laughs> but I put my heart because it's romantic. And ah. I and I think <laughs> and I thought to my students, your image in your hair, in your head, in your mind, like a little little films. Um down down to your heart. Right. Right. In Move your it. heart make emotions and feelings. It's not the same thing. In a, in a Spanish is sentimientos y emociones. It's different things. Yeah. Emotions is so primitive and feelings, I think, is more um, like a culture. Mm. Yes, yeah, your sentiments and your feelings versus exactly. your emotions, yeah. right? Yes. And then you can, as a result, only as a result, make, again, the minimum um, 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 the minimum sound hmm. mm -hmm. at the minimum um, movement hmm, until wrong the right. minimum sound hmm, until a monologue of three hours uh, or uh, the minimum uh, movement if not many times you can see many actings Sadly, only without this, only with uh, emotion and 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 and, and sentiments, sentiments. Yes. Right, sentiments, yes. right. And as a result, he said, "Well, it's okay. Well, okay, but maybe you can felt in the cliche so easy in this in this." Um, in this, um, in este proceso. In this right. Proceso. Yes. The process. If yeah. you don't have this, you are frito, se dice en México. You are dead. Right. And when <laughs> you say <laughs> this, since we're yes. in, uh, in podcast mode, uh, you're, you're talking about the mind, without the mind. Yes, yes. And most important thing. Well, this is, I think, this is different. The, the mechanics, the, the mechanics, um, este es el mecanismo, ¿cómo se dice? The mechanism. The, the, this is the mechanism, mm -hmm. the, 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 the anatomic mechanism, the, the, the psychology mechanism, for example. Well, right. But you have in another place, and you have to put together, but in another place, you have three things so important to think. Every kind of acting have to be natural, truly, and profound. Because only human beings have this kind, these three elements. Well, it's not easy, but you have to look for. Even if you are making, I don't know, melodrama, or every kind of uh, genre, como se dice generos? Yeah, Gen uh, genre. Gen genre. Comedy. Yeah, comedy, Every drama. Kind, comedy. Right. You have to look for this kind of profound, okay? Right. And then you have another more concept that is um, sentido de realidad. ¿Cómo se dice? Uh, your sense of reality. Yes. You have to look for with your uh, banco de datos, como se diría? Your database or your data bank in your yes. head, right. And you Memory. have to, you have to feeding this um, database mm. because if not, you have, you don't have information how you can 
work with uh, new things. Mm. Okay, you have to feed this database with a lot of things. Not only with movies, not only with the with a theater, or not only with the TV shows or series. You have to read, to read books. You have to see paints. You have to hear music, different musics, and you have to looking for in our fantastic tool, internet. Hmm. For example. I obviously, when I when I um, looking for me for a work in a movie, for example, is a Mexican woman, not, not for a I don't know um, Swedish woman, of course, no. Well, because I'm Mexican, I have accent, and I have well, I'm Mexican. Well, okay, then, for example, in three movies, I I have to I have to make three different Mexican women. This Mexican woman has different, obvious, niveles económicos. Different economic levels or socioeconomic yes. levels. Yeah. Socioeconomic levels. And then I'm looking for, oh, okay, mm, my, my character is a nanny. Nannies. Nannies. Latin Americans, nannies. Mexican nannies. Okay, Central American nannies. And I'm looking for the, 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 the pictures because in your sense of reality, you can imagine why this woman is um, stand up like this. What kind of, um, ¿qué, qué cantidad de cosas iguales tendrían, por ejemplo, las mujeres que que tienen la familia en los hombros, como Conchita, la de Amores Perros. What kind of uh, similar things has the woman like Conchita in Amores Perros uh, in, in the posture? And you, I, there is one thing, for example, this kind of woman, you never know if they are young or older or old. You never know if she has 30, 40, 50 years. You know, you never know. Why? Because they don't make up. They, they don't, um, um, they have this, the shoulder. Um, hunched, okay? hunched, uh, hunched over. Yes. Yeah. And for example, that the woman in the in el campo mexicano right in the in the mexican countryside yes the the, the woman que es, que es muy pobre the poor woman the, right the, the yeah, yeah the migrant woman or the yeah the exactly farmer uh, the uh, coincidence with it, with the hands it's all the time in this posture hmm Oh, with the hands, yeah, yeah the hands, in the front. hands yes. folded in front of her uh, stomach. Let's say, yeah, it's a uh, submissive yes. almost. Mo mo no stomach, more lower, mass, yeah, mass, yeah right. lower. Because and I and I think and I thought about that and, and for example in Amelia in in Babel and I say yes, it's because this kind of woman uh, protect their sex. Protect. Oh right. There is no sex life like a woman in the city. 
This woman have children. This woman work very hard for these children. And maybe in Mexico, in another country in Latin America, this woman are alone. There is no father. There is no, no, no nobody who who help to raise the children. Right. Yeah. And I thought, oh well, okay. Then I saw the posture, and I and I put the feelings in that posture because it's not only the mechanic posture; it's your feeling that makes you to take this posture. The posture is a result; it's not the beginning. Wow. Yeah, and this is, for example, in internet. But maybe you remember. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not an actress of metal. I'm not a Stanislavski actress. I am a formal actress. Okay, and I work with every kind of imagination, every kind of sense of reality. Not about my own feelings, because in my whole life, <laughs> in this stage, I prove everything, and it's not good for me. It's not working for me. Well, I really appreciate, it. and obviously, I love. Uh, my master Stanislavski, of course, um, but I prefer the second part. To the the, the second part is the las acciones físicas. I don't know what is in English. This uh, the physical section is that yes, the physical or, section right. in Stanislavski, for example. And then um, I I need to think. Okay, this is the posture. Uh, la, la, la. But I take my script and I one breathe two breathe three breathe ten twenty breathe <laughs> because in your script is everything are everything are everything you have this this uh, database you have music and you have your own experience as a human being. I think the difference, uh, I, I, I will tell this um, carefully because it will be so simple, but I don't have time. <laughs> Many months to, to talk about this. I only have these minutes. Um, the difference uh, in my, for me between um, um, la actuación de, de, de tus propias experiencias, your own experience, yeah, right, and imagination is your own experience has name, has place, has date, um, as um, etc. For example, Adriana Barraza. Uh, have the mother okay my mother died and, and the name of my mother was uh, Celia Gonzalez Flores died in April 27 at 10 a.m. in Toluca Estado de México Adriana Barraza know obviously knows how difficult how painful is to see I, I saw my mother when when she died. It was so um, 
so hard, so horrible for me. But I saw my mother when he, when she made this, and she died. Last I breath. I never forget that, yes. And then Adriana Barraza knows how hard, how painful, how difficult it is to live this, yes? And to don't have mother for many years, okay? Well, the other side. Adriana Barraza knows how is to lose uh, her mother, but Adriana Barraza knows how is to lose his first pet. Is well, maybe someone say, "Oh my God, this is a difference between pet and mother." Yes, of course, but it's pain. And I remember so seriously when I was eight, my. Um, Come see ese periquito? Uh, parakeet. I had a parakeet with a so special relationship. And you have to think in everything like this. My relationship with this pet was because nobody liked this pet in my home. Because he was so, so, ¿cómo se dice? Picaba mucho? Loud. Oh, he, yeah, he, he would, um, Heck. Now I can say, yeah, pack a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, violence. And nobody liked it. And I remember when I was a little girl, oh my God, poor, because nobody liked it. And my relationship with this pet was I don't mind if you beat me, I made you love me. Hmm. Make sense? Yes. Because yes. I was a little girl with a lot of um, pain in my home. Wow. And this pet, you have to think in your life like this. Every second, every part is not, it's not like, a, oh yes, I have a pet, no. What kind of relationship, and why? Why I feel too bad when I was eight, and I cry a lot when this pet, because I, Feed, I fed my pet with ice cream and my pet died for that. It was my fault. You know, you have to plus, plus, plus every kind of things. And you can understand why this little girl cried a lot. I remember I cried and cried my mother, please don't cry, as you, cry, 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 cry. And then I keep the feathers, feathers on las plumas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the feathers, feathers, yeah. 25 years. Wow. wow. Yes, because it was so important for me. No, doesn't matter if you are child, if you are a little boy or girl, your experience, your happiness and your loneliness and your good things and bad things was big. And you have this experience in your heart, in your body. You can understand them. You need to understand them. And you need to um, ¿cómo se dice? Um, accept that you have every kind of feelings. Bad feelings, you have, you were jealous, you was envy, you have envy, every, everything. And you have a good feelings because it, this is a human being. I remember 
when I was talking and I was um, making a class in my school, one woman, uh, um, older woman, was my student and, and she told me, oh, no, 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 maestra, no, 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 no. I never have bad feelings. Oh, my God. And I say, oh, well, if you, if you don't recognize you as a human being, you don't have, you, you are not capable to be, to make a character. You have to recognize. But I discovered in my students for many years, maybe when I, when we uh, thinking about the character, we put our, this amazing treasure, uh, our, our own experience in every kind of, um, in, in, in every kind of emotions and sense and every kind of uh, um, profound and, and complex things, you forget. And maybe your first access to the character is with these cliche things. You have to read and try to discover, read and try to think with this um, reality sense and say, well, yeah, okay. And you have to think second by second. It's not, oh, why I will, my character will, will make this movement. The, the, the script said, uh, she walk uh, to, the, to, the, to the window. You have to think, not only, okay, uh, well, why? Because she is mad. It's not only mad. How many has this, when you walk to this window? This is a lot of things, yeah? Well, you have to think everything and then you have to take away. Because right. you never, never, never forget your own, como se dice, intu intu intuition? Right, intuition, yeah. Intuition and the stage. But if you don't feed your computer, your own computer, your own yeah. database, you don't have, you don't have your own um, intuition. Maybe is not fatal, uh, fat enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, a little bit about this, no? This is the reason because I think all the time my character is a person. It's not a character because it's more than a character. This is amazing because, you know, I know that scene that you mentioned in Amoros Peros, well, every, every scene, but I'm just going to speak about that specific scene. It was so nuanced and you could feel, you didn't say a lot, but you could feel the intention. It was layered. You could feel the intention. You, it was like you, you were relaying yeah. to Garcelle. You were relaying this is wrong, you know better, your brother's wife should not be in that room with you. Yeah. Without saying it just like that, you know, you didn't say all of those words, but you could feel those layers. And this becoming the person, I mean, this is something, you know, strip away everything. You put it everything in your head, you study as much as you can, and then you strip it all away so yeah. that everything in you is about that particular moment. And that's, you could feel in that scene, it was 
moment to moment to moment to yeah. moment to moment. And it was strong. Yeah. There was no wavering. It was just a, a, a brilliant, I mean, every, you know, every performance in there was brilliant, but I can just speak on that one specific scene, you know? So everything that you're saying is, uh, it's pretty incredible. It's a master class in just a few <laughs> little minutes here in the, uh, here in the podcast. I want to tell you, uh, my, my, um, my, ¿cómo se llama? ¿Cómo se llama cuando vuelven a llamar? Este, uh, your callback. My callback. I remember I, I read the, the scene and I say, oh my God, this woman is in, in this system. This woman, uh, in Amores Perros, I, I read the script, the, the little scene, obviously, the script now, never, the little scene. And I say, besides, oh yes, I besides. recognize this woman because this woman, I recognize. And I, I, I studied, more or less, I really uh, confie. I was confident in my own feelings, in my own intuition. Yes. And then when I, I had my callback, it was with Alejandro González Iñarrito and Guillermo Arriaga. And I remember they was in a room, in an, uh, only a big table. And there is no chair, no nothing. And they told me, oh, well, okay, mm, nice to meet you. And uh, they told me, Well, we want you clean your your kitchen uh, as your character. Okay. And I thought, this woman, in this moment, I thought, this woman are, is all the time angry inside of her because he has no, no husband. He has nothing. Nobody respects her. He, she is, I'm sorry, she, she is like uh, nothing for everybody. She's invisible. And I think it's so, it's very bad and, 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 and it's very angry if you are invisible. No? And I remember, well, in the air, I was um, improvisation to clean my, and I remember especially because I discover in this improvisation a little spot in my, and this spot is not take off. Oh my God. This is Scrubbing a little hard, longer. Right? And at the end, without words, obviously. And at the end, they told me, well, you can sign your contract. And I say, well, thank you very much. And I, I went to, <laughs> with Tita Lombardo and I say, I'm here to sign my contract. And Tita Lombardo, She's my friend now, obviously. Tita Lombardo is, was the, the um, producer of Amores Peros and Babo in Mexico. Hmm. <laughs> It's a big, big producer in Mexico. Yeah. And then <laughs> she told me, no, it's not possible. Nobody signed at the first time. And I said, the people in the room told me, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I didn't know who was both Until this moment, I say, mm. I read the novels of uh, Guillermo Arriaga. I said, oh, my God. Oh, wow. Later. And I said, well, they told me, oh, wait a minute. Come back. And I say, okay, sign. And wow. they, what do you make this man? And I say, ha, ha, I make this. <laughs> And I, ha, ha, ha. Uh, okay, sign. Because wow. it was... 
And this is the reason because I, I, I was confident in my own intuition. You yeah. have to be confident in your intuition. This is the first step for every kind of acting. Then you have to study, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, obviously. But you have to have your intuition. You, you have to, to, to broken your chest to, 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 uh, para que deje salir. To let it out, right. Or to let it out, your, everything is in you. Because when you was a little boy, you have this great imagination to play. You have to be confident. No matter what, it's not painful. It's very good. You have to embrace you. You know, that, and you know, this is great because it takes us to the next question, actually. And um, I just am enamored by um, your process. Your process is, is amazing. But uh, we, we want to know what made you so passionate about the TV and film industry? What really drew you and, and drives your heart and soul about being in the film and TV industry? Uh, no entendí bien la pregunta. Eh, so, ¿cuál es su pasión eh, que tenía para entrar, como siendo una persona de teatro, entrar ah, en la industria de televisión yeah, y cine? Yeah. <laughs> I need to eat. Right. <laughs> and to pay my rent <laughs> and to yes I I am a single mother my 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 daughter born when I was 19 you know I am a single mother in Mexico right I and work in a lot of things I have a lot of, a lot of experience because I work in everything I study uh, chemistry only two and a half years, and I work in a laboratory. But I work in everything. Thanks God, give me a lot of experience. And then <laughs> I, I, I didn't have work as an actress, and I say, oh my God, well, uh, and someone, um, a, a great, great friend of mine, Marta Luna, a great uh, director in theater, uh, was, uh, la contrataron? They contracted her, yeah. Uh, yes, for the, to do, um, to did a, a TV show in Televisa. And, you know, I was, um, obviously, I, I'm, I am from the university. Oh, my God. Ah, TV. Hmm. Mm. Wakala. Hmm. No me gusta. I don't like it. Well, when I was working in, in television, I discovered to do television is so difficult. And I discovered great actors in television that they don't have the opportunity to do a great characters. But it's not because, not only because the script is so superficial, it's not only that. It's because the directors uh, doesn't have the time or doesn't have the talent to try to think, is television okay? But it's my work. And I want my actors will be amazing. 
because I, I want my actors ha, are, are capable to do the audience feel every kind of senses. I want my actors and my characters, the other characters, thinking about that, not only blah, blah, blah. And this is my work as a director. Then when I was like a, a, as, a, as a character or when I was as a director, I worked very hard to put in my characters every kind of things, but mainly naturality, veracity, and profound. And I'm looking for that. I'm looking for contradictions. I'm looking for every kind of things. No matter what, when I was a director, no matter what, if my, my script uh, <laughs> write as, um, oh my God, how good, 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 good is this character? I all the time talking with the, with the actor and I say, we have to looking for bad things about that. I want in your, in your eyes, I want bad things when you said, oh yes, of course, everything is, is okay. Thank you. You need to be human being. And I tried to do when I was director and I tried to do when I made my characters. I really love TV, you know? Because is the es el medio como se diría bueno es the way that I I am in touch with everybody. Right. I really like when when someone told me, oh my god, you was this character. Oh, I remember when this and this and this. Oh, I hate you. Oh, I love you. Oh, oh, oh my god. Oh, I was <laughs> I was laughing a lot with your character. I really like it. Why? This is my thought, okay? It's my thought, my way of thinking. Why I have to be, have to be only in the level stage? What is a level stage? Hmm. There, is a, there is a horrible theater. There is a horrible movies. There is a horrible everything. There is a medium and there is a big, 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 uh, movies, theater, and TV, and it's not only the money, or it's not only because it's it's only so um, so intellectual. No, I think intellectual is very good, of course. I love intellectual life, of course. But maybe your product is so boring. <laughs> yeah, and you can, I. For example, story of a marriage. Marriage story. Marriage story. It's a wonderful, a wonderful script. A wonderful script because it's so complex and there's a lot of things. But if you, you are talking about a marriage, a divorce, you can do this very bad because your actors are not good and your um, director is a part of you, of the life. And if you have wrong point of view, well, maybe this beautiful script is not good, the result. And this, uh, this movie was really popular. It was no 
for a little group of people. And maybe we can do a little jewel for a little group of people, and it's good too. And I think the industry, not only in TV, TV now is more serious, not only soap operas or telenovelas, more serious now, no? But I think the industry has has to have every kind of products. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's right. And something that, you know, Kevin and I talk about a lot is how sort of what we call the streaming wars, you saw La Guerra de los Streamers, Netflix, the Amazon, the Hulu, have brought so much variety now mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. of... Not at all is good. There is a lot of... Uh, <laughs> a lot of but, trash, but, but have, at least... <laughs> yes. You have a lot of things to, to choose. To yes. choose, right. Yes. More, more choices. More and choices. that's a, allowing for stories like, you know, Marriage Story, which was a Netflix original, no? Uh, yes. To come out into the world, you know, the smaller stories, the relationship stories, you know, where an actor can really, you know, put so much into a performance. Uh, and so... You know, in terms of where you are now, Adriana, with your career, obviously you just came off this amazing run with Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you were also, you know, acting with Sylvester Stallone in the last Rambo movie, The Last Blood, you know, so <laughs> many exciting projects, no? Uh, yeah. Which I did stream. I think it was on uh, Amazon Prime, actually, that one. And you were phenomenal in that one as well. Uh, you know, I tell Kevin, by far the and no slight to Sylvester Stallone, he's a great actor and a director in his own right, but you were brilliant. Every scene that you were, it was like a boxing match without the gloves. I felt the same way. <laughs> Thank you. Right. right. Yep. Thank Just draw it in. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, love, I love that movie, really. And I love my work with the Sylvester, with the slide. He's fantastic. And, and you know, Roots in Miami, he studied here at the university and they lived here for a while. So we always love to see our homegrown talent do so well everywhere in the world, like yourself, who has the brilliant acting school here. So I, I would like for you to tell us a little bit more about your work now, both professionally and with your school. And, and what is next for Adriana Barraza? Uh, well, my school is, is in, <laughs> actually... We was working by Zoom, thanks God, because when the confination is the word, yeah, la confinación. Yeah, the, um, the lockdown or the, yeah. Well, the, well this, I <laughs> yeah, finished my work in LA uh, March um, in 5 in my birthday day, <laughs> wow. my birthday. Yes, it was fantastic. And then I I take the plane to 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 here to Miami the late to Miami uh, March 11 and the state said every kind of school are closed uh, in for, uh, March 14. My husband and I was two weeks thinking about every kind of things. Oh my God, I have time to read and. Oh my God, the school, yeah, our students. Well, uh, uh, and in the in the in these days, in those days, we was we was thinking, how can we do? And we was realize realize how difficult, how painful was for our students because our students mainly are here alone, mainly. They were they worked uh, in um, restaurants or gyms or something like that, and they 
doesn't doesn't have worked in that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, then we thought we are a community. We are not only a school. A school. We are a community, really. We have uh, we have more almost fifty students. There is a lot of people alone with this kind of fears and everything, weird things. And they um, had the decision to open this kind of classes in Zoom. We're talking with our, with our uh, teachers. We, they are not, oh my God, is, mm, the, the acting classes are presential mainly. But by Zoom, and, we, and I say all the time, I think this phrase for me is one of my statements in my life. Salvate. You have to save you in everything. Right. You have to save you. And then, okay, save you. Okay, thinking about how can you do your classes? Mainly me, because I am a teacher too, obviously. And I am the leader. And I say, okay, this is the way that we will make the classes. We talk, we talked with our student. They are, they was, oh, well, yes, yeah, okay. I don't know me. Everything, only one student said, well, teacher, I think I don't feel good. Okay, don't worry, don't worry. Go, don't worry. And everything was taking classes uh, by Zoom. Actually, Today and this week is the, 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 the final exam for this semester. We was mm. March, April, um, May, and June. Wow. Working. And you know, oh my God, we discover how important is the student. Show them by this scream. Because the acting of them was less gesture, yeah, more profound. They put more attention. And for example, I am a, so hard. And for example, I disappear, but I, I hear all my whole classes, I was there. And I disappear because it's not my, my time for classes, it's with another teacher. But I saw and I hear, and I said, Hey, 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 Juan, Juan, don't sleep, don't sleep. Hey, 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 pay attention. Oh, yes, teacher, yes, yes. <laughs> but, you know, we have fantastic things because, for example, today at five, the first exam is two monologues in this screen. They had an invention to put the stage and the, the wardrobe and everything. And, the, mm-hmm. and at um, 8, 8 p.m., we have uh, Entre Meses Cervantinos, um, Siglo de Oro Español, uh, theater, so classic theater in Spanish, mm. you know, in, in, ver- in versification with, with verse. Right. Yeah, and the, 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 the fantastic thing by this song is we invited a, in a master class a, a great actor in Spain who, uh, who, uh, who is a part of a big 
group, Ronlala, group of uh, a classic theater in Spain. And he um, make an, an, um, a masterclass with them. Wow. And today they wear this kind of classic wardrobe. This thing, they, think, they, they made a fantastic movement. For example, give your, take your breath and put, put the, no, no, I don't know, because it's Posca, por favor, diles que acabo de hacer. Toma tu pan. Y el otro, gracias. Y ya tenía un pan en la mano. Oh, wow. Oh, so they did the, the transitions between the handing the bread over through the yeah. Zoom. The other person had the bread and takes it. Yeah. Right. So it's, yeah. So it's, it's, all, they, it's more like TV yeah. directing with the Zoom cameras. <laughs> yes. They were so um, talented to wow. looking for the resolution for everything. Wow. And obviously, level three and level four. Level three is acting for TV. And level four is acting for camera. And we, I, I write stories about Zoom. With this, with this reality, right. And but the teacher, um, camera teacher, uh, um, uh, told them, uh, talked them, how can the camera is in your room? Because um, it is, this is a, a part of um, the the learn of the students how you can use your camera mm. with your own exercise. So I have a question, Adriana. A when things open up again, I assume you plan to have live classes once again, eventually, no? Uh, but do you think that you'll take some of this new technology with you moving forward, whether it's using cameras or Zoom, even when we're allowed to gather in groups and do live theater classes? Yes. Yes, of course, because the good things about the camera is no matter, if, no matter what if you are in theater classes, is very good. And actually, they... Uh, told us, oh, we, we want to, maybe one class or two class. Yes, of course. We will have this kind of uh, mix between uh, presence and between camera because mm -hmm. it's very good for everything, you know? It's wow. very good. I have a question. How do you balance being a teacher and having a school and still being able to audition and do your roles? Because this is amazing hearing about how your school, how in-depth your school is. But at the same moment, I'm watching you on, on Penny Dreadful, you just really um, killing it. <laughs> so <laughs> how, how do you balance that? Well, I have a group of fantastic teachers. And obviously, I connect me all the time. All the time. Mm. I was there all the time. And I was, uh, I had this amazing, amazing group of teachers. Uh, the, the plan of, um, of uh, the studies in my, in my school uh, are planning between me and the teacher. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, so so you, she, yeah. she has an amazing you depend on, team. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Your yes. teachers to really. <laughs> yes. So I know we've been on lockdown for, you know, almost three months. But let's say before that, would you fly to LA audition come back or does no no I made my my myself tape I, I made myself tape. tape yes in this occasion Penny Dreadful was an invitation as Penny Dreadful 
Right. I, I, I mix a lot because maybe I have um, auditions or not. And I said, yes, of course, I made the, the, the audition uh, or not. Well, it's an invitation. Actually, in this occasion with John Logan, I read the, the script, the first episode. And I say, oh, my God, what kind of a character is this? Oh, thank you. And I, I read, oh, this woman is big. And I say, hmm, this is reason because they choose me to read this. Okay. No, John Logan told me, really. And I say, because John Logan told in every part, okay? And John Logan said, oh, when I, read, when I write, when I type, I imagine your voice and your face. <laughs> and I say, oh. Of and I course. Say, Can I record this, please? Because nobody <laughs> will <laughs> believe me. <laughs> and then uh, uh, this is uh, this this was a fantastic time with John Lagan. Yeah, I, I can imagine that that's the case because it does feel like that character was made around you. You know, the um, heart and soul of that character is a uh, person. The heart and soul of that person. The person, yes, Maria is a person. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, I have a lot of characters. The name is Maria. This is a different Maria. Mm. Right. Very different Maria. But, yeah, this has been a phenomenal hour, and it has just flown by. I wish we could do a three-hour podcast with you. We'll have to bring you back <laughs> for another session. But, um, Kevin, I think it's time for our signature. You know, at the end of every podcast, we ask two questions. Uh, I will ask the first part, and Kevin will ask the second part. And I... I can repeat it in Spanish, pero me deja saber. Pero part one is uh, like a movie Back to the Future. You know, uh, if you could go back in time and talk to uh, a young Adriana Barraza, eight years old, you just lost your parakeet, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your eight-year-old self or your 10-year-old self? Yeah, the advice is... I don't like the advice, actually. I never give advice. I think that people know all the time <laughs> what they want. Mm. I only um, uh, give an, an, an opinion. I embrace Adriana at eight, and I say, vive todo lo que estás viviendo. No cambies nada. Beautiful. So she said, uh, live everything you're living. Don't change a thing. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's, what you, <laughs> that's, that's profound. That, that in itself. Um, what advice would you give? Or opinion. Or opinion. <laughs> yeah. Opinion. Would, would because you give? I don't like that people give me advice. Right. I yeah. really rebel all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you give? up and coming actors and both in the industry now and that want to get into the industry. Right. So, no okay. So okay. see, ¿qué, qué opinión le dijeras a sus estudiantes ahora que, que quieren entrar en la industria? Um, como proceder o es, no sé, parte de su trabajo como maestra hoy en día. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. ¿Hay eh, un pedazo de opinión que le das a todos? Sí, o... sí. No, aquí sí, aquí sí es un... No es un advice, es... It's not only an opinion, I think it's a statement. Because if you want to... To be in your career, 
you have to be statements, I think. If not, it's like a drink without your foot in the air. And you need your foot in the air. You need your foot in you in the air and your soul in the clouds. Hmm. Your foot on the earth and your soul in the clouds. Yes, of course. Right, yeah. Because it's art, you know? And all the time I told this, nothing is without work. Nothing. Nothing is without discipline. And discipline is not because my mother beat me <laughs> or the, the, the major uh, incarcerated me. No. The discipline is the reason because you make the things. If you don't have reason to make the things, you don't have nothing. Yeah? Nothing is without uh, happiness. Nothing. If you suffer in this profession, please leave this profession because it's not for you. The profession has to be it has to be you happy all the time. If not, it's a real work. A real work is not good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, this, you have to looking for every, every, every um, always, you have to looking for always to study, to looking for to research, to have your curiosity in your skin, because if not, your characters will be characters and worst will be good characters, wood characters, madera. Yeah, wooden, wooden characters. Yeah, stiff. <laughs> and your character has to be soft, like your skin, like your flesh. Wow. This is... This is that you're looking for the flesh, the 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 worm of the of the skin, not the the wood. And then you have to be your foot here and never forget your dreams. Hmm. You never have to forget your dreams. And I I I want to tell you and everybody that hear us here. Us? Yes. Listen. Yeah. Uh, listen us. Yes. This. My teacher, Sergio Jimenez, all the time said, if you, I, I, I need to say it in Spanish. Sí. Um, si no puedes sostener tus sueños, no vas a poder sostener tu vida. If you cannot sustain your dreams, you cannot sustain your life. Oh, yeah. That, that was going on the website, I think. <laughs> <laughs> At the top. Right in the, top, in the middle. Right in the middle of the website. Wow. Que belleza. Muchísimas gracias, Adriana. This was a pleasure. This was so fun. This Absolutely. was incredible. Wow. Mi corazón. Ay, gracias. Gracias, querido. It was a fantastic time for me. Um, as you see, obviously, I talk a lot. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I, I was a fantastic conversation with both of you. Thank you very uh, much for thank that. Thank you. The master, Adriana Barraza. A master uh, class. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Uh, this has been a great session, and we'll be back on the other side. Wow. CCC.
Sí, señor. What do you think about that, Kevin? Muy, muy bueno. Muy yeah. bueno. Absolutely. Mucho gusto. Mucho gusto. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that last quote, like we said, we we're going to put it on the website. In order to sustain your life, or you can't sustain your life until you sustain your dreams. <laughs> what a, a way to wrap up the interview, huh? That, that was. That yeah. was beautiful. So yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. I mean, what a talented person, such a long career, but still so much enthusiasm and passion. It's like, you know, you feel the fresh energy coming off everything she's saying. And it's just, it's incredible. So many years in the industry, you know, some folks get a little jaded, they get a little more into a routine, but you know, it was just such an inspiring conversation. And that's why, you know, she's still, you know, moving and shaking in the industry because it's still fresh. She's still as fresh from, you know, I, I didn't know her career before Amodos Pedos, but I can imagine, you know, from the start, even before Amodos Pedos um, till now. And definitely, you know, I learned something, especially having been in the industry for the amount of time that I've been in the industry. You know, that whole shift of for us, it's always been, you know, character, character, character. And that's from, you know, Uta Hagen to Stanislavski to, you know, really you have to become your character. You have to, you know, and she's like, become the person. And that really took me aback when she's like, I was like, oh my God, that blew my mind. <laughs> you know, it's the person you have to figure out how to really be the person. And right. so um, within that small amount of time, she gave us a masterclass. Very impressed. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering if the new set of actors can learn from Adriana, the virtual actors that are yeah. coming out of the gate. We did mention before uh, this new $70 million film, yeah. but there is a new talent that's actually not so new um, that's been signed to CAA. Michaela. Yes, Michaela. She was a apparently started as an Instagram influencer, right? And right. Uh, basically started to gain a following like every other aspiring model nowadays, I guess, <laughs> uh, on, on the gram and got to the point that now she's got to deal with CAA. Obviously, that being accelerated again because of the industry looking for interesting workarounds to having live actors on set, right? So it's such an interesting time. But yeah, how would someone like that be positioned or uh, and how would you even go about training a cgi actor or an ai actor to be in a film you know are you are you working directly with the fictional entity is there you know obviously there there'll be some kind of voice acting i have to imagine which I, I would think so you know she already has a voice and you know my company you know we also do branding so we create social accounts we have to be a part of you know every new social thing that comes out um, we were early on in Instagram, and I remember her account early on in Instagram, and she was just a doll, you know, that right. they would dress up and put her in different places, you know, like the gnomes, you know, you put the gnome in different places around the world. And so um, I did look her up early on, and the creator said that, you know, they made her purposely, purpose, pur purposely, purpose, purposefully, purposefully, <laughs> you know, yeah, they, thank you, sir. Um, to uh, address many different market segments. And so, you know, she's so, sort of, you know, socially ambiguous, culturally ambiguous, 
you know, right. a complexion that's not black, it's not white, you know, the whole look, you don't know if she's Hispanic, if she's, you know, you don't know, you know, the origins. She's also, like J-Lo New Yorican meets Hialeah Chonga meets Crazy Rich Asians. That's pretty much. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's how we pitch McKella. <laughs> yeah. And you're from Hialeah. So, um, you know, I can say that. Yeah. Yes. So, but, um, and you know, they gave a gap in, in her teeth. So she wasn't, ex- you know, too perfect. They gave so, her flaws. Yep. Flaws. Yeah. And so to see this evolution and the timing, you know, the timing was perfect for them. So, um, and, and then they turned her more into, you know, this kind of AI, you know, augmented reality character. And, um, there you go. She got that deal. She has a huge following. Uh, millions of followers on Instagram. So we'll see if that translates to, uh, I don't know, box office success or, you know, television success. We don't know. Let's see what One happens. never knows. Uh, it's but, you her know, time. It's, it's, it's definitely her time for sure. And, and speaking of whose time it is, going back a little bit to some of these Netflix stories that keep dropping like on an hourly basis. Uh, uh, so apparently, you know, now that Netflix has gotten into prestige cinema, they're also making more headway into blockbuster films. So uh, this was actually a film that started shooting before COVID, Red Notice, uh, which is a big movie starring The Rock, Gal Gadot. Oh, sorry. It's Gal Gadot. I believe that's how she pronounces it. Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds. Imagine, I mean, that's a big cast as it is. And, you know, they did have to shut down due to COVID. But now they're talking about not only ramping it back up, but bringing another star on board in Tom Cruise (laughs) joining the cast. Booyah! Wow. Man, that is, that's huge. And to think that Netflix started because, you know, Reed um, Hastings, I believe his name is, uh, you know, he couldn't get uh, a discount on his blockbuster return. His late fees, right. (laughs) His late fees. And now, you know, he's the market maker, or he's no longer, you know, I'm running Netflix, but he's, they're the market maker of the industry. I mean, this, this is just something that is just brilliant. What a cast, um, you know, who would have thought when Netflix started or even when they were rolling along, you know, that they would get all A's, (laughs) you know? Basically, that's what that is. All A's, you know? Of course. Yeah, it's all A-listers. So, you know, much like the title of the film, they have put the industry on notice. Red notice. (laughs) So Yeah, red notice. Everyone from Disney on down needs to step up their game uh, tremendously. Now, they have hit a few stumbling blocks. So apparently another story coming out of Netflix camp is that there is a new series that's supposed to be coming out based on Sherlock Holmes' sister, Enola Holmes. And the issue being that Conan Doyle's estate is suing for copyright infringement. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting how that plays out because, and it's complicated uh, only because most of Conan Doyle's works regarding Sherlock Holmes is now in the public domain. Oh, remember it was written. Yeah. Well, you know, there, yeah, I'm not sure if uh, the state is going to, you know, I, 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 I don't think they can necessarily win that. But I, I think that, you know, they'll get a piece in one way or the other. They will. They had a similar situation, I think, with a, a Miramax film where I believe they did settle out of court. So there may be a similar settling situation where little, they'll just throw them a few bones just so they, everybody calms down and they can move forward with their show. But it's going to be an interesting series. It starts Millie Bobby Brown, who we all know from Stranger Things. She'll be playing, I guess, the, 
the title character in that series. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting new take on the on the whole Holmes IP. Yeah. There is something else that's coming out of Netflix. And what I'm loving is, you know, the turn has been more about the power of the content and less about the station that it comes from. Mm. Um, I saw the five bloods. I loved it. Just brilliant. Brilliant. We did mention it at the, you know, the last um, podcast, but uh, just a brilliant movie. You know, to get someone like Spike Lee at the top of his game, and there's already Oscar buzz for many different pockets of it. Spike Lee, of course, you know, in writing, but my homie Delroy Lindo, who is long overdue, long overdue for um, Oscar buzz. He already has a lot of Oscar buzz for his tremendous performance. It's one of the most brilliant performances I've seen in film, period. We're saying film, right. you know, digital, whatever you want to call it, and film <laughs> period, you know. So look out for that, you know, yeah. as we move a barrel towards. Um, we will talk next week about, you know, some of the changes they're looking at for uh, the Oscars, you know, the next Oscars. Um, yeah, we got to talk about there's been all the dates, and you're right, we ne- definitely need to touch on that next week. But all the dates have shifted now. Everything's obviously pushing further into 2021. So, you know, what does that mean in terms of submission de- deadlines, eligibility? Oscars are now later in the year so are the golden globe so we'll we'll see apparently emmys want to hold fast to their date so who knows we'll see how long they hold fast to that yeah yeah that's things are getting furious so but um you know there there is one other thing and another huge thing that uh you and i had talked about you know before we even jumped onto this which is a show that I had been anticipating, Perry Mason on HBO, which is one of HBO's, HBO Max's, you know, big signature shows out of the gate, you know. Um, I saw it yesterday, the uh, the episode, I loved it. And, you know, I'm a huge noir fan even to begin with, so right. I'm a little bit, you know, um, biased about it. And I'm a, I'm a huge Matthew Reese fan as well. So... Um, I think that his uh, style of acting, Lynn did itself very well um, to, to this particular show. I loved him in the Americans and, you know, Americans went on to win so many Emmys, nominated for so many Emmys. Um, Matthew Reese won an Emmy himself, you know, for the show. So uh, he does bring that gravitas um, to this one. And it is, you know, cinematically, uh, done so well. The look, the feel of it. And I mentioned to my wife, who is nowhere near the industry. Well, she she's in accounting, so that is the industry, you know, nowadays. Ultimately. But, uh, yeah, uh, hotel accounting. But, um, but hey, I'll take, you know, well, not now, but, uh, you know, financing, that kind of finance, any kind of finance. But, um, you know, I mentioned to her, you know, how much money, uh, you know, that it's a period piece. Yeah, and it's it, set it, in, uh, what, 1931 L.A. And it feels just specifically 1931 L.A., you know? Um, the story about, um, they, they changed the name, but Fatty Ar- Arbuckle, you know, who got caught up in a scandal. For, I mean, you know, the real actor, you know, who got up, caught up in a scandal back, you know, back in those days, um, really translated so well in this, uh, in this version. And um, the authenticity of the show uh, definitely carries the signature of, of HBO. You know? Oh yeah. No, absolutely. And they're great as particularly, 
particularly HBO's amazing at period stuff, uh, which we've seen, you know, they did Boardwalk Empire, which was mm-hmm. brilliant. And, you know, so many of these shows that they're just amazing, you know, from a technical, just, you know, forget the storytelling, which the script writing which is also top level you know all of their you know sort of below the line credentials from production design to cinematography editing sound you know obviously not to mention their actors and everyone they bring on board it's like it's a little jewel and i think that that could be one way that the hbo max brand stands apart from the rest is continuing that hbo legacy of these really strong jewel uh, of, of a series, you know, that's really what's carried them, you know, uh, and, and to become, you know, obviously the, the premier premium cable destination. And so I think they're going to be looking to do more of that now that HBO Max is in the world. Yeah, the benchmark. And that's what I was a little bit, you know, concerned about was, you know, now that they're kind of expanding the offerings and, you know, kind of adding these, um, you know, new ventures, but also, you know, um, you know, older ventures, which under the Warner media umbrella. So, you know, things that they, you know, properties that they've already owned, but, um, you know, coming out of the gate with something as strong as that, you know, hopefully that, you know, sets the tone of what's going to happen with HBO max. Um, I did want to mention something as we kind of wind this one down. Um, we still aren't back in the studio in our chemical studio yet. So, yeah, um, we're uh, we're still uh, working virtually. So um, our audience, you guys may still hear some fits and spurts. Um, I have a new baby in the house, <laughs> you know, and um, right. So you may hear some fits and spurts, but we feel great about you know the content of it, and looking forward to the future. You know, we're we're hoping that you know the industry really uh, moves sooner than later. But there are, as we mentioned, you know, movements that are happening. So in entertainment, as, as we mentioned in our last podcast, is bigger than um, just considering, the, you know, the movies or the television shows. But it's really, uh, you know, America's relief, the world's relief oftentimes. And they mentioned it in, uh, in this episode uh, uh, of Perry Mason, where the studio head said that uh, the depression is going on people for their nickel is <laughs> going to a movie, right. you know, was a nickel then, um, you know, that they pay the, the nickel, which may be some of the last money that they have to watch these movies to take themselves out of, you know, the situation. And uh, that's uh, gen- generally how I feel about the industry. When I was in school, I studied, you know, film, did a dual major of film and psychology. And there is that connection, you know, which, you know, it really does help you to, you know, get some relief and some release. So, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, the industry um, getting back to its elephant status, Yes. you know, and, um, and, and moving forward. And Screen Hit Miami, we're really happy that we're able to, you know, continue um, to connect with, uh, some, you know, some of the, you know, the bigger people, uh, people that are moving forward, you know, in the industry. So, um, you know, with that, I'm Kevin Sharpley. I'm JL Martinez. And uh, we're looking forward to the next one. This is Screen Heat Miami. And thank you all for listening. Thank you all. We'll see you in the next one. Boom. <laughs>